the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Cambridge Analytica. It is truly frightening what is is happening here. Now, so you know, this happened under the Obama administration. And the New York Times just kind of looked at it and went, huh, well, it's a new way of reaching voters. No, 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 no. No, it's not. This is manipulation of of people and our society. And uh, this is this is Steve Bannon stuff. And he is trying to, quote, change culture. And by by changing culture, what they mean is they went in and they got all this Facebook data uh, and then they found out exactly what you fear. And then they played to those fears. Uh, Riaz Patal is joining us now. Uh, he is a, uh, I, I know you hate this, but he was a Hollywood producer. Uh, and uh, every time I enter, I could say anything about him. And he's like, I'm fine with that. Just Hollywood. Why Hollywood? It is the thing. It is yeah. the thing. I don't know. I sort of was like. You're 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 tanned and vapid is what yeah. I think of when I think of Hollywood, and I am tanned. <laughs> yeah, so I'm right. fighting for you. Well, not you're not really tanned as much as you are. I'm year-round tanned. One of them foreigners. It's true. It uh, is true. You're a uh, Pakistani uh, immigrant, uh, a Muslim, gay man, married with two adopted children. So Correct. you check every single box, and Hollywood, every single Hollywood, box. Yeah. I am not trans. <clears throat> if I could just transition, right. <laughs> I would have the full set. So, Everything. Right. So. Um, Riaz is a is a friend of mine. Been we've been friends now for almost two years, yeah, and yeah. Um, uh, and and he has really gone on a search to try to understand. And you are on this amazing journey. You are coming. You're coming back and 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 reporting on on how people on your side, if you can call it your side. I, well, I, I think, think we do in this tribal time. I think we do say your side, our side. That's what everyone's referring it to. I it. think kind of. I think you're turning into more my side, but. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, you're, you're coming back this time, um, talking to me about how you said something surprising to me yesterday. I said, you know, I don't think the average Democrat wants to take away everybody's guns. And I disagreed. And I, and I, and that was that fascinating to me that that was your perception because I feel like the anti-gun grab them all, put them in a box, float them in the ocean is the best plan right now. And what I'm finding so frustrating is that, you know, you and I, we all have children. When they shoot children, they don't decide, ask, are you conservative? Are you liberal? So chances are we all want this to stop. And to me, to actually engage in the conversation of how, as parents, we can make this stop without going down the rabbit hole of the Second Amendment. And the, it, it, it's, it's shocking to me that your perception was that, no, no, that's kind of, you actually said that's un-American. That Democrat, they wouldn't do that. That's un-American. And I'm like, ooh. No, 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 no. They, they, they're exactly. They feel like it's the most American protective thing to do. That's that is in, yeah. that is incredible to me. I, you know, I, I sometimes, I, many times, uh, a a optimistic catastrophist. Yeah, and I try to hold off on the catastrophe as long as I, I possibly can. Um, I, I just don't understand that. But um, we were talking about this Facebook thing. Yeah, and in in context with you. We're trying. You're trying to help me, and I'm trying to help you understand each side. Yeah, uh, because we have different languages, and we have to start talking to each other, but not necessarily to the politicians. I mean, to the average person. I agree a hundred percent. And so, what I did is I put on Facebook to to your to fans of yours saying, 
are you having this in your natural life? Has your family or friendships rifted? And someone reached out to me from, from Virginia and said, this is affecting our friendships. Like I have an old friend, 20 years, we parent together, our kids are the same age. We don't ever talk about this. And you could feel when the conversation came up in the room that it got uncomfortable. What's interesting is when we talked, they both realized there's a clip to play that they had the exact same experience. Uh, well, I'll tell you, they had the exact same experience being in the voting booth is that the Muslim progressive stood there and paused and said, I don't know if Hillary Clinton's what I want. And the conservative said, that was my experience. I was also in the booth and said, all I have is Donald Trump as an option. And they had never, ever realized until that conversation, which was a year after the election, that they both felt the same way. But they tribally gone to their sides, defended it vehemently, and do not talk about it. So to me, the biggest fear I have right now is when I go from Texas to D.C. or to L.A., I'm jumping into a completely different uh, information stream. It is a shocking amount of difference when I land from Dallas to D.C. And I I get to go back between these worlds, and I'm constantly telling people, but this is a news story in Texas. This isn't a news story because the flow of information is so separate. And if you don't have people talking and say, hey, do you hear that story? Then what do you do? Well, when we first met, I, mm-hmm. I think I put down on a chalkboard like 10 different stories yeah, yeah. that were big to conservatives. You had never heard any of it them. It was Inauguration Day and when, when Obama, which I think is probably the most graceless thing to ever do, to exit and say, I had no scandals. It, and then you guys listed 10. And I, knew, <laughs> and I knew none of them because I, as his devoted audience, was never allowed to see any of them. I mean, I'm a pretty well-read guy. Yeah. And I sat there embarrassed. I, I watched the footage. I did not know and didn't even know them. That is shocking to me. And that is to me why we're doing this project. And we're going to do it again and again of these friends, groups, communities that have stopped talking and saying, okay, first connect. You've been friends. You have a personal relationship. Who you are is so vast compared to who you voted for. So let's remember that stuff. And then let's actually have the conversations. So you were in, you were in Hollywood mm. and uh, you know, you're a storyteller. Like yeah. I'm a storyteller. Yeah, yeah. And what is truly frightening to me is... This truly now is propaganda. We have crossed mm-hmm. into new territory from fake news to propaganda to where we are we're we're intentionally being manipulated mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and we're being we're being categorized and then pitted against each other in a scientific way. In a scientific and also in, in a storytelling in, in old Hollywood 101. You know, the graphics package of the debates is like the graphics package of a Tyson fight. You, know, you have 24 hours of cable news that need to be programmed. I'm a producer. How do you program? How do you get someone to watch CNN at 4 p.m. as opposed to HGTV? You have to get them excited, interested, and feel like it's devastating. So that need to create the conflict, to get the viewer to change channels, is now constant. It's the new norm. And so the hysteria happens. You have to find new theories, new cred. It's, it is, we've, the, we've jumped the shark, and then now the shark is even looking at us and saying, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> the shark so, is like, this is beyond me. So let me ask you this. Um, Facebook uh, engagement has gone down 23% mm. in the last quarter. That's significant. That's significant. Um, you look at the cable news ratings. You look at all television ratings. Yeah. I mean, you've seen them. They're... they're remarkable that they are this low and most people in america are not reading a story about how low they are they just keep going lower and lower and lower and i don't mean uh, i mean in what's called cuma the the uh, amount of people even tuning in not sticking around to watch it just tuning in 
We're not tuning in anymore. Except we're looking at our phones all the time. So the tuning into long form, tuning into half hour, tuning into the nightly news, tuning into NBC, ABC in the evening is not happening. But the four, three, two minutes, 20 seconds from Twitter that is constantly going into our bloodstream is a constant diet of where we get our information. That's good, because what America needs is less perspective. I yes. think uh, what we're dying for is more sound bites, shorter amounts of information. More talking heads, I feel yeah, like I we need. That. We yeah. need more people just talking and mm-hmm. giving their opinions. Mm-hmm. But I think the key in this project with us, every time I come here, is I talk, and then I stop, and I listen. And I always, always learn. I what have always you learned, learn. What have you learned since you were here last about conservatives? I have learned that I think there is a great, again, generally speaking, yeah. I feel that like conservatives love generally being part of a group. They are proud to be Americans. They are proud to be patriots. They're proud to be with their neighbors. I find a lot of liberal progressives are, want to be very much in their individualized, individualized label with their agenda and their needs. And I'm finding that in engaging conversations, and this is my experience coming as a liberal, mm-hmm. I'm finding conservatives much more open to the conversation. Maybe it's because they're presidents of the White House, but so, they're so much more open. Isn't it interesting that your perception is, and I think you're right, that uh, um, conservatives like to be part of a group. They like to be a part of the bigger group, like mm-hmm. America, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and progressives do see themselves as my f- my issue is this, and I want to focus on this, which is very indi- in- individualistic, except the the uh, the constitution which protects that individual mm-hmm. is celebrated by the right and the left thinks it's a living breathing document that can be adjusted right, changed are, all the time the progressive you know way is collective thought how do you how do you square that you know, i don't i don't because i actually i call them on these hypocrisies you know we have conversations where, else, where we had a conversation about abortion i mean that's a tricky one and at some point I said, look, we're liberals, we're progressives. I'm pro-choice because I believe, you know, it's the woman's right. It's not my body. That is my, my thought. But I said, look, we don't know when life actually begins. You know, I studied science. If we're talking about a gray area, what we are doing is progressive, saying we protect the individual, we protect the weak, we protect the innocent, we protect the helpless. Well, this is an example where we're saying we don't really know where life begins, but we're not going to protect you. We're going to protect the mother. Fine. That is a viewpoint. Can you not notice the hypocrisy of it? And they get very uncomfortable. So to me, what I do, <laughs> I bet. what they do, what I, oh. what I do well. See, but that's, to me, do you have a problem with that? Well, I it's, have, it's great to investigate that, right? right. Like, you I have, have to push no, in those directions. I have no problem with people who will admit, look, I, I you know, for instance, I am pro-life. Uh, however, cases of rape and sure, incest, sure. I am so conflicted on that. I know that I am a hypocrite on that particular thing. I just can't get my arms around yeah. it. And I, th- I think there's something to celebrate on somebody saying, look, I am conflicted on this. I see my own hypocrisy. In a tribal black and white world, which is where we are, gray will be where the solutions are. Gray will be where people actually meet and engage and find out what the laws should be and decide what the laws should be. I, I feel like gray pride is what I'm always sort of like. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's, it's an important thing to say. I'm not just a progressive liberal and I'm carrying that banner. I'm not just a Christian conservative. That our views, I live next to you. You know, we have to figure out the school shootings are affecting every single one. If that's not something we can get over our own ego and the need to be right, to say, okay, we protect these children, then I don't know what cause is more important. 
I don't think you can be an American in good standing if you don't have absolute certitude on every issue. That's my decision. Because <laughs> you're a traitor. But you're a traitor to me or somebody else. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, if we're really honest here, aren't you a Canadian? I'm a Canadian sports celebrity, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm actually, I was actually born in the United States. Like, I didn't know yeah. that, the, yeah, yeah. that you were just, it was just a celebrity just a bubble celebrity. there. Yeah, yeah that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, Rias, because I've got to wrap this up. I've got about a minute. Um, talk about the thing that you you learned in the conversation and we played the clip last yeah. night on TV of y- you made an observation uh, about taking a knee at the NFL yeah. to somebody who was very progressive and is like they have a right to do that and didn't understand the conservative point of view. Yeah, it was it was so simple. It was words are to liberals like symbols are to conservatives. That if you want to know how a conservative feels about the office of president or the flag, it's exactly how you feel about labels and symbols. They upset you. They hurt you deeply. His words, his labels, racist statements. Words anger liberals. They hurt us in a similar way. Symbols are hugely conservatives, uh, hugely important to conservatives. So if you want to know how can they be so riled up about the flag, well, why do you get so riled up about every single tweet every single day? It riles you up. Words rile you up. Symbols rile them up. You want to know how the other side does? It's it's analogous. It's it, it, there's so, and that's why the more I travel, the more the similarities just make me laugh. I got on a plane and I'm like, God, if I could get the people in Alaska to sit in a room with the people in LA to sit in the room with the people I got in Saudi Arabia, exactly they'd be shocked. Way at how simple the conversation would flow. Yeah. It hmm. was what we learned after the wall came down. Yeah. In uh, 19 what 91. I mean when that wall came down and we met the people who were living on the other side that we th- said were our enemies, all of a sudden we realized oh, they were exactly like you and me. Yeah. Riaz, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again uh, tomorrow. You're here for a special project we'll talk about a little bit later. Thank you so much. Lovely to see you guys. Good to see you. I don't know if it was lovely to see Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.